And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to this week's Shout Out. In a very packed show. Uh, the Brickstow 5. I talked to an 11-year-old about their pansexuality. And the Kiki Podcast. Plus news views and a bit of music. I'm Ali Shilton, she's Steffi Barnett. And all this, packed into the next 55 minutes. So, hello, welcome to another shout-out from our virtual studios, this time with, I think, the most of us we've ever had, uh, including um, a former member who's returned for a bit. Hello, Natalie, how are you? Hello, Andy. I'm coping okay. Yourself? Yeah, good. It's lovely to hear your voice. Um, I think we we were talking off-air, was it? A couple of years, I think? Uh, With the exception of uh, Western Pride, wasn't it? That's right, yes. And... uh... How how unusual that that long ago we were all surrounded by people. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Much different. And hello, Lara. How are you? How, how's things over in that there London? Uh, yeah, it's, it's all right. You know, it's a bit strange, but I think it's a lot better when the sun's shining and a lot worse when it's not. Yeah, I, I think that's the same everywhere, isn't it? Very it's a lot true. nicer when it's sunny what? outside. What, the sun everywhere else? <laughs> it's just in London. Uh, um, and of course... Um, Surely it's only... Uh, We've we, we got a Kiki coming from you later, haven't we, uh, Lara? Yeah, you do. You have mm. Kiki. We're really excited. We've started this whole new Insta um, series, actually. Um, that's meant to pack people up during the, the coronavirus season, so... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to you guys hearing about it and participating in it. Oh, nice. So, and hello, Andy. Hello. How is everyone? Good. And Terry as well. Can't forget you, mate. Good evening. From, from under the stairs. That's <laughs> good, yes. I am under the hey, stairs, literally. literally. Our very <laughs> own Harry Potter. Desk. <laughs> You're with desk, Terry. He's, <laughs> he's there with Matt Damon from, from last week, as I recall. Absolutely, yeah. I, mean, I was thinking of doing away with Matt Damon and uh, not literally uh, <laughs> getting Steven Gerrard in, in instead in my in the sort of weird world that is my fantasy mind. Um, Are your shoes um, your shoes still clean now, Terry? You did a really good job on them. Yeah, <laughs> excellent, bright, bright and shiny. But uh, actually, right now I'm barefoot because that's the joy of lockdown studios. You can broadcast uh, how naked, you wish, virtually, couldn't mm. you? So, I could well, I mean, not. everyone, even even working, uh, even working, it's like you just like you don't dress up because you're not going to the office type thing. So it's I mean, different, it's, isn't it? it it's very different. Dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Makes life easier. Well, you're a student, so it doesn't really count with you, does it? I'm an upper class <laughs> student. No, oh, I'm, I'm so oh, sorry. I'm oh. a postgraduate student. I'm slightly above the undergraduate. So uh, does that mean you've actually above. dressed up to talk to us? means I put some form of clothing on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, a uh, packed show coming up today. Uh, we've got all sorts, including um, uh, quite a hard-hitting article um, where Steph's talking to uh, 11-year-old Alex. Um, but before that, uh, let's head over and catch up with uh, Alid at Brigstone. My five on Shoutout. 
Hello and welcome to the May edition of the Briggs Day My Five. It's me, Alid, um, as usual. Um, firstly, I hope you are all still well and safe in um, in these times. Um, but we'll get through it and hopefully, um, if it's safe to do so, we haven't got long left. Uh, let's just ride it out. Um so I just wanted to highlight um, a couple of things this week. So um, as the situation constantly changes, um, we are having to constantly change and adapt our services um, to best meet our clients. So um, this week we have launched two brand new services for our clients and the first one is a telephone befriending service here um you know not having someone to talk to regularly can be lonely uh, particularly at these times so during the covid-19 situation um the telephone befriending service will be running where one of our trained volunteers will chat with you on the phone weekly um the befriender will check in with you see how you're getting on and provide you on more information on support available if you need it um and if any referrals need to happen then um the befriender can take that forward for you um the second one is um we have now started up a hardship grant and we this week we are doing our first round of allocations um so uh COVID-19 is having a financial impact on many of our clients and we've set up this fund to be able to assist them. Um, And what we're finding the emerging needs are is people not having enough internet data on their phone or Wi-Fi in their house. So to video call family, friends or support workers, they can't do that. Or even if they can't support their children at home with homeschooling um we can make emergency payments um if they're struggling to pay some utility bills um or we could potentially get them um a laptop or a tablet now many factors will be taken into consideration when awarding the grants including the level of income someone has the level of isolation um, and the need for an internet connection we do have limited funds available in this grant and therefore we may not be able to assist everyone who asks um, but we will try our best now if you want any more information on these services or if you or someone you know require any form of support, then please do contact us. We are here to help you. So call the office on 0117-955-5038 or drop us an email on info at brookstow.org. Um, I want to take this time as well just to say thank you to some people for making these services possible and that is an educational grant from Gilead Science uh, Gilead Sciences a Quartet Community Foundation grant and to everyone who has donated to our crowdfunder appeal which is on GoFundMe 
Now, the last thing that I wanted to highlight is that we are on the lookout for a volunteer. Um, we would... Um, so, if you are currently furloughed or if you've got some extra time on your hands um, and you would like to do something good, then Brigstow are recruiting a volunteer. Um, so, this will just be to help with um, picking up prescriptions and certain deliveries to our clients. Um, the role is just for one day a week um, and um, ideally you would have access to a car and you would have an update, uh, a most recent update DBS check. So again, if you feel that that is something that you can help us with. We'd love to hear from you. So drop us a call or drop us an email and say that you're interested in volunteering. But until next time, stay safe, everybody. And I will hopefully see as many of you soon. Goodbye. If you have a story you could tell in five minutes, get in contact. Visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Now, please note, during our next feature, um, the item does contain references to self-harm and suicide. So, listener discretion is advised. At the end of the piece, we will also give you some numbers should you require any further assistance. I think we all forget when we're growing up um, and we're quite young and we struggle with our sexuality and our gender. So, it's not very often that we're able to chat to somebody who's actually going through that struggle right now. I'm with Alex, not her real name. How old are you? I'm 11. Obviously, you're still quite young. So when did you feel that you started to to question your sexuality? Well, it was kind of like this one time of where I thought, would it be weird if I like kissed a, like, like a girl that's the same gender or just like a person that's not a guy? And then the more I kind of thought about it, I was kind of like, well, this could be kind of cool, I guess. And then that, there was this one girl that I met, and for some reason I kind of just felt something. And one day she told me that she liked me. I thought it was re- really nice, and I accepted that, and I said that I kind of liked her too, because I did. And uh, then we started d- dating for a little bit. But then we realised we couldn't really do it because she was still kind of questioning it and apparently she was just trying to see what it was like just to feel if it was right or not because she was still going through the same thing like I was at the time. So I was like, okay, that's fine, we could stay as friends because I felt like because she did need some time so I just left it and I was like, this is this is all right, this is fine. We're still good friends, we still talk. It was kind of nice, you know, trying something new, and I thought it was cool. Did you ever um, struggle with your gender, or was it just your sexuality? Well, I am kind of thinking about that, I guess. I'm not sure if I should be, like, a non-binary or a girl, because I just i am kind of confused on that a bit. 
but my sexuality, I was quite confused on it for a while because I'm not sure if I was bisexual or pansexual. What what made you think it wasn't bisexuality and you thought you were more pan? Because um, I actually had this thing for somebody who was transge- transgender. Obviously, you can be um, bisexual and a transgender person because technically they're still kind of like a gender. I realised that one of my friends were non-binary, had feelings for them, but then I was kind of just like, uh, I don't really anymore. I just felt like that for some reason, but I just felt like it was fine to be friends. But then it's just like, love can be love and... I just love anyone for who they are and I accept them and I just think it's really nice that I could be with somebody that loves and accepts me and I can love and accept them. Now, your family, have have they been okay with you being pansexual or um, have you kept all this a secret? Well, I've told a few people, I've told most of my friends, but on my family. One half of my family members doesn't really support that I am, so I didn't really want to tell. I didn't really want to tell her, because one night she she wanted to have a chat with me, and I was kind of talking to her about like my non-binary friends and of how they were kind of like my only friends and stuff like that. And then she was like, she was saying she was saying stuff about them, and I just didn't really like it. I almost cried to be honest because of what she said about them. And so I didn't really want to tell her. I was going to tell her, but I didn't want to tell her. I just thought that that was horrible and that she shouldn't have said that. So I just kind of kept it away from her because on that side of the family, they're not very accepting. So it's kind of hard when if someday I get a girlfriend or just if I date someone who's non-binary or something, it'd be kind of hard to tell her or sometimes I just won't tell her at all. It's just confusing. And especially if I'm with that person for a long time, it's going to get a bit wrong and I don't know. But... Um, on another half of my family, they are very accepting. Um, I appreciate that, and they're really they're really nice, and I love them. <laughs> and I'm glad that they accept me for who who I am and what I want to be and how I love people. So. Actually, to be the age you are and say these wonderful things that you're saying, you're way beyond your years. It sh- it it shows such maturity. And um, it's wonderful to hear. And I'm sure you're going to be helping so many people of your age who are starting to struggle with both gender um, and their sexuality. How um, how do you see your future panning out? Do you feel quite confident in your own skin? Well, I feel like it could get better in some ways, like... But sometimes, you know, like with one side of my family, like if I end up dating a girl or, you know, it might be a bit hard, but I feel like my future will be fine and that um, I'll be I'll, I'll be all right, I guess. I think I think I'm pretty comfortable with it. Going to your school, um, are most of the kids where you go to school OK with different genders and different sexualities? Well, yes, um, I'm not. I don't really know a lot of people in my school because I'm not a very socialising person. Um, but I do have friends, and they are not fake friends, happily. Um, I have, yeah, so I have a non-binary friend, a transgender friend, uh, 
very accepting of them and we get along very well. We always help each other. I'm not really sure about some people in my class. I know that a lot of people don't like me in my class or just in my whole year group, which is fine because I, I, I don't really like talking anyway. I think they are because there is a few people in my class who like, you know, do stuff like that. And I know there's probably a few, I think there's a gay person in my class. I'm not exactly sure because they always talk about them dating a guy and always telling their friends that they love them and they want to kiss them and call them baby and stuff, which is there's funny. probably a hint there. <laughs> yeah. So they just joke around like all because they because these guys have a group and they always joke around about them being gay and dating. And it's just. It's kind of funny because one of my friends is always like, come here, baby. <laughs> and it's really funny, but it's it's kind of cute, though. <laughs> so we were talking off off air um, about self-harming oh, yeah. and that one of your friends um, is self-harming. Is it the, the one who's transgender? Yes, um, I do. I do help him. Um, I'm going to identify him as a guy because that's how they... That's how they identify themselves. Yes, yeah. they are They are a guy. Um, so they do self-harm. I'm not sure if it's about because of all this going on, but I think it's just because of how he feels about life and of how things are going wrong. And I just think that's horrible and I can't believe that he's going through something that makes him do that. I mean, sometimes I kind of when I'm mad or anything I I kind of hit myself and I scratch skin off my hands but that's it is actually self-harming um but I help my friends all the time I always make sure that they're okay and every time they always talk about them feeling like they want to kill themselves I'm always I'm always there helping them helping them like stay happy and even though they're not always happy but I just I just help them smile and make them feel better about themselves and um i think he's getting better i'm not sure but he's taken a bit slower he does therapy sometimes when he takes more therapy he gets a bit sad because he just feels like it's a bad thing about getting more therapy but i think it's good that he's getting it even though he doesn't like it because sometimes when he's in class and he has things to do like say if it's favorite say if it's his favourite class, um, and then he has to go to therapy, he gets a bit sad. But I understand that he doesn't wish for, for this to happen, but it's going on in his life, and I just feel really bad for him. Like, he shouldn't have to go through this. What about yourself? What, what do you feel makes you self-harm or get angry? Is it the world, or is it just certain individuals? Well, sometimes it could be the world, mostly the individuals. Um... There's just a lot of people that make me mad and I don't know, sometimes I get really stressed and I kind of go mad and one half of my family, they don't really treat me very nicely so I've done a bit more often but I found I found an easier way rather than hurting myself um, last week. Um, because... I was screamed at by somebody and it made me very upset. I'm not going to say who it is because, yeah. But I got screamed at then. They they always shout at me and it makes me feel bad. I did hurt myself a little bit, but then I feel like I need to kind of stop this and slow down. So 
I decided to get out my sketchbook um, and I started to write in it about how I felt and stuff like that. And it made me feel a lot better after. I was actually feeling nicer. So that, that did help me rather than, you know, hurting myself and purposely making myself bleed. So it was a lot better. So you've turned to art to express yourself and, and that helps. Yeah, I've, I've always loved doing art. Art is my favourite thing. I love drawing anime characters because anime is my inspiration. Yeah, I, I just love drawing, sketching and painting. It's just really nice. And I like drawing, like, illusional things. It's, it's really nice. I, it's kind of relaxing for me, in a way. I just, I just think it's a really nice way to get anger out and, like, you know, writing or drawing. It's just a lot easier rather than having to do something like hurt yourself. Even though sometimes when I draw and I do something wrong, I could still get mad at that. So that's why I, sometimes I'd write rather than draw when I'm mad because that could ha- that, that, that does happen sometimes. So, um, What would you tell others who are thinking and feeling similar things to you and are struggling? Well, I'd help them as much as I can. I'd say to them that everything, everything will get better, even though things are really bad and crap right now it doesn't mean it's going to stay like that for forever it's going to get better even though I tell myself that it won't happen I there's still parts of me that say it will and that these people are in the same position as you and that you need to help them as well so I mean I've always helped people because I I care for them I care how they feel I've always I just don't think it's very necessary for them to kill themselves because what about the other people I mean even though I've had some thoughts about that it's still like I have to keep alive. I can't I can't just die right now. It's not it's not the time. It's too early. It's not good and people will get sad and I don't really want them to be sad. That's why I tell them if you ever killed yourself, I'd probably die too. <laughs> Obviously I won't actually die. It's kind of like a thing I say like You mean you die inside, you feel as though parts yeah. of you are dying, yeah? Yeah, because I'm not I'm not usually a happy person because sometimes I hide most of my feelings because I don't really want people to know. I hate it when I get the question if I'm okay and I'm just having a really crap day. Bad, but you know, I'm good at I'm good at hiding my feelings, I guess, but some people say that that's not a good thing because I'm not supposed to be. I'm supposed to feel it. I'm supposed to express my feelings, but I just don't really find that necessary to do especially when I'm in school like they don't need to know how I'm feeling sometimes and I don't know why they'd even care because most of the people in my class don't even like they they just don't even care about me so I'm just like fine I have my I have my books (laughs) I have my drawing pads I can do that all day and you can leave me alone please that's literally what I say to myself when people are like talking to me I'm just like please leave me alone I just want to tell you You are loved, and thank you so much. You are going to be an inspiration to a lot of people of your age. Thank you very much. If you feel that you want to end your life, it's important to tell someone. Help and support is available right now if you need it. You do not have to struggle with difficult feelings alone. If you believe your life is in immediate danger, do not hesitate. Call 999 straight away. Otherwise, these free helplines are there to help you when you're feeling down or desperate. The Samaritans on 116 123. 
Childline for children and young people under 19 is on 0800 1111. And these organisations can also signpost you to more specialist LGBTQ-themed support organisations if necessary. Above all, do not suffer in silence. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. This is Shout Out News on Radio Caroline reports that this week is the anniversary of the passing of guitarist, songwriter and producer Mick Ronson, who died in 1993 of liver cancer aged 46. Mr Ronson recorded and toured with David Bowie from 1970 to 1973. He, along with Bowie, produced Lou Reed's album Transformer, a beautiful cinematic album which featured works dealing with, honestly, uh, with drugs and the diverse people who populated downtown New York, including hustlers, transgender adult industry stars and gay disco boys. In addition, it was Mick Ronson who, in 1972, shared a microphone with David Bowie during the performance of Starman on BBC television. The two men draped their arms around each other with an easy posture, which was both radical in terms of expressing male affection and also representing a generational shift in attitudes towards gender and behaviour. Ronson released three solo albums in his lifetime, starting with 1974's Slaughter on 10th Avenue. And it's a Ramadan Mubarak to all our LGBTQ Muslim listeners this week. We are so sorry to have not mentioned it before now, but we are heading into week three of the most important month in the Islamic calendar. For Muslims, the lunar month of Ramadan, the ninth in the calendar, is characterised by daytime fasting, evening reflection, charitable works and prayer. The LGBT Muslim network Hidayah has been amongst those wishing its members and supporters a peaceful Ramadan. They say, Ramadan Mubarak to you all. May this coming blessed month be successful for all of us and provide us with health and happiness. Whether you are surrounded by family, friends or if you find yourself alone, Hidayah will continue to offer support and a safe space for you all. Please join us on social media for our Ramadan stories and posts. You can indeed find Hidayah online at hidayahlgbt.co.uk where despite the suspension of live meetups, they have not stopped the daily updated social media feeds and a website full of suggestions and resources to help you further understand LGBTQ Muslim life and interests during the lockdown. One of the links from Hidayah is to a recent discussion programme aired on the BBC Asian Network channel, which looked at coming out to your partner in later life. Hidayah's own podcasts are also well worth exploring. Now, here in Bristol, there is no special event Ramadan radio service operating this year. However, people interested in listening to devotional music, nasheeds and lectures can tune in via the internet to other similar services such as Radio Ramadan Scotland based in Glasgow or similar stations in Leicester, Birmingham and London to name but a few towns. Meanwhile, another national organisation of note is the Association of British Muslims who are also maintaining a daily social media web feed. Founded way back in 1889, the AOBM has a policy of welcoming 
welcoming LGBTQ Muslims and has spoken out against prejudice. On their Twitter and Facebook channels, you will find many articles of value to the wider Muslim community, ranging from Prince Charles's recent Ramadan greetings message to the experiences of doctors fighting COVID-19 and racism on the front line of the NHS. It's well worth a visit. Paganism, animism and eco-responsibility. That is the message from our friends over at pagan radio station Wildwood Radio as we pass the Feast of Beltane, which fell over the last weekend. Beltane has come down to us as May Day, marked uh, International Workers' Day in recent times, and also uh, of great importance to many LGBTQ socialists, anarchists and anti-capitalists. But its roots go deep into our past and historians think it goes as far back as before the Roman occupation of what is now England and Wales. Beltane, a a fertility uh, feast of springtime, has probably been marked since at least the Iron Age, if not earlier. It is a carnival and a sense of possibility that had always made it folk favourite amongst the common people. For LGBTQ pagan people, the sensuous act of springing rituals will be important even though for the time being we are all living in a virtual world and real life meetups are suspended. The relationship between modern paganism and LGBTQ people is complex, but the majority of opinion expressed by Holly Mosley, a Wicca priestess based in Leeds, and supporter of Pride Festival, who blogged at the Female First website, I've never met a single anti-LGBTQ member of the pagan community, to my knowledge anyway, and many of them identifying as gay, bisexual, transgender or gender neutral. Of course, there are parts of paganism that are less accepting of LGBTQ people, particularly those uh, aspects which emphasise the fertility rights of the heterosexual coupling. However, Mosley quotes... Doreen Valenti's version of the Charge of the, God, of the Goddess, which states that all acts of love and pleasure are my rituals, and the Wiccan Rede, which states, and ye harm none to uh, do what ye will. Patheos.com, a wide-ranging website exploring all types of spirituality, provides a reading list for people wanting to explore paganism from the gay, queer, kinky or non-gender binary perspectives. It is beyond the realm of this article to explore all of the manifestations of LGBTQ pagan practice or spiritual endeavours. Suffice to say that paganism is not a single religion but a name given to a wide range of spiritual practices encompassing animisms and pre-Judeo-Christian beliefs. The internet has liberated this theology from our communities Uh, to explore worldwide from traditional African beliefs and the rights of ancient Europeans. You will find a plethora of resources online and we wish all LGBTQ pagans bright blessings at this special time of year. For these news stories and more, you can always check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Andy Hull and Terry Starr. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you.
shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. My name is Lara and I'm from Kiki and I'm here today with Peter and Miles. Say hey. Hi. Hey. So today we're going to be talking to you about our exciting new Insta series um, called A Night With Kiki. And and we have this week performing for you one of London's greatest, I mean one of the best ballroom dancers called Katir Mugler um, from Mugler family and they're going to be voguing the house down and showing you some moves in which they'd use and then just to show you the whole series it's going to feature Manly Maddington who is a gorgeous drag king um, from Bristol I mean gorgeous like I fainted the first time I saw him and carbon monoxide who is literally a stunning drag queen stunning stunning it hurts my eyes so we are so excited to be bringing this to Bristol and Kiki and our insta and the wider world because I think they deserve to see our cutie pop community and how good it is really um, exactly. Exactly. So, Peter, come at it. Like, so, what yeah. for you? <laughs> what for you is important about showing our cutie pop community, especially in these times? Well, yeah, you're just saying about these times. It's um, really weird because we're going to be beaming this straight into people's homes. They won't even have to leave the house to enjoy the Bristol cutie pop um, gloriousness. Yes. It's that's really really cool. Yeah. So, um, I th- I. Basically, we came about this because um, LGBTQ Voice and Influence Partnership very kindly gave us some funding and um, said, do what you want with it. So we kind of had a little sit down and um, had a think and we came up with this series. And um, the way that I think it's important for um, this to go out is that um, it's, it's there's not a lot of... Um, this kind of thing going no, on, especially in all, Bristol. Not at all. Um, yeah, so we want to showcase uh, mainly Bristol talent, and because it's so dry at the moment, <laughs> you can't go out, you can't get a drink, you can't go for a coffee. Yeah. So I think it's a really good way to sh- still showcase the talent, yeah. but from the comfort of our homes. Even yeah. doing this podcast now, we're doing, you know, I'm sitting on my bed in my room <laughs> yeah. doing this podcast. Super it's comfortable, crazy. right? I love yeah. it. Like, I don't have to like venture outside for that. So Miles, how about you? Why is it so important to you to like keep spreading our cutie pop community love um, almost? Yeah, I think at a time like this, when people are maybe feeling the most cut off from their community, if we're able to, bring that experience directly, as you said, into people's living rooms, into their bedrooms, onto their beds without sounding dodgy, but like (laughs) having a space where people can like learn and chat and, you know, see themselves reflected. um, I think it's going to lift moods and also, you know, it showcases the Bristol scene. Um, Mm. And also I think the really cool thing about it is like the lockdown had started when 
we came up with the idea. So the whole kind of timeline of it, we came up with this in lockdown from yeah, afar. The yeah. events will be during lockdown from afar. I just think it's a really cool way for us to stay connected. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And I think it's so important, particularly when um, we do feel um, our most distant from people, like you said, um, to like, I love voguing and I love the idea of learning about it more in that culture because it's so important to our cutie book culture. And that's kind of why we wanted to start with it because it's, it's poem, um, like paying homage to Paris's burning and like mm-hmm. the, the queer scene of the 90s and things like that. Um, and Katia is like one of the most amazing like i said like if you've seen the photos on um facebook he just literally looks like a greek god well black greek Mm. god um (laughs) and i know their skills are just amazing so it's that idea that we're trying to connect you with different people within our community as well not just in bristol but also across the uk because it's important to feel like they're we're not isolated within our community there's is a wider community right yeah yeah, absolutely. And, and just on that, like the physical in-person events can, for whatever reason, um, only get so many people through the door. And the cool thing about this, I guess the really innovative thing about this is that as many people, generally speaking, well, unless we break Instagram, can, <laughs> can join in and, and maybe get even just a little bit of time to see something that for whatever reason they may not have been able to um, turn up to on the night. So I think it's, yeah, I think it, that's one of the other things that makes it quite innovative. And just to talk yeah. about um, Manly Maddington as well, because I'm really excited about seeing him and, well, him slash her, um, because it's so nice to see, like, again, Bristol-born talent, but also a drag king, don't you think? Mm. Like, on the scene that's, like, been doing it for a couple of years and has really grown. I've not seen Manly uh, oh, before. Oh, no, before, have you not? So. No, so I think I'm in for a treat. Everyone is in for an absolute treat. Like, I cannot sell this enough. Um, Whether it's a (laughs) tutorial or a performance, it really just, to me, it just oozes, like, just appeal. And I want to keep it safe and, like, not... um, reveal too much on um broad on this podcast because i'm scared that i might say something inappropriate (laughs) (laughs) but the main thing is like it really does make you feel like proud to be black and queer really um which is what we want to kind of evoke and yeah just coming at the last one um carbon monoxide like that beautiful queen yes Indeed, like uh, she she is really a queen mm. and she'll be doing a performance. Um, she's uh, being quite um, Candid. tight-lipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tight-lipped about what, what she's going to be doing. So it's going to be a bit of a surprise. So I can't wait to, to see what she comes up with. Mm. Um, but she does um, do stuff on her Instagram feed. So head over to there if you want to get an idea of what she's about. We'll be putting everyone's handles and everyone's um, Instagrams when they take over our Insta um, just to promote them so you can get all the information on our Facebook and our Insta. But just a quick like um, five to six second um, note at the end. So what are you guys most looking forward to um, getting out of this series? I'm Peter? looking forward to learning how to vote. <laughs> Definitely. Because I've always, always wanted to do that. Right? <laughs> and now you can do it from the safety of your bedroom. <laughs> no one looking. <laughs> no Don't one can judge. I'm going to close no the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, my Miles? 
Yeah, I think, do you know what, I think the thing I'm most, most looking forward to is the pre-live videos because, mm. I mean, one, I think it's going to be cool to find out how the artists we've invited are finding the the time in general, how yeah. they're reacting and, and experiencing lock, the lockdown and getting a bit of their experience. Yeah, so mm. five minutes before we give the, the performance, I'm actually going to be interviewing people and I'm going to be dressed up. I'm going to probably try and put some glitter on my face, actually Yay. put some nice clothes on. Woo -woo. Um, <laughs> so y'all be lucky for that. So uh, just to wrap up, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We have missed you and we're looking forward to getting back to our Bristol community again. Um, but that's from us, um, Kiki. Um, go and check out our Facebook and our Instagram, Kiki Bristol. Thank you. Say bye, everyone. Cheers. Bye. bye. Over and out. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. There you go. Um, Avicii and Addicted to You. So, crack a little track, that one. So... Uh, very packed show there. Uh, thank you, Lara. Nice piece. Sorry, right, I can't lie. I'm addicted to you. <laughs> so, how was it? How was it doing a virtual uh, Kiki recording? So much better. I didn't have to be in a room full of people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually. It was actually. I think it was a lot nicer in terms of I didn't have to. I would just got to be me, and I didn't. I could do it in the comfort of my own bed. So, I'm always down for that. Are you wearing pajamas? Me right now? Yeah. Wouldn't you like to know? Well, you just said you were in bed. I just wondered. I oh, at the time of the recording. You were oh, recording no, in was, your pajamas. Oh, oh. I was in my birthday well, suit. That's enjoying a lockdown, <laughs> isn't it? I'm saying. So, well, you've got I to enjoy apologize. it in many other ways. I do apologise, Natalie. It's like we've just let the show go to complete pot since you've left, really, hasn't it? <laughs> I know, especially, especially as you've opened yourself up to new outlets. Mm, yeah. I wouldn't no, call myself indeed. a new outlet, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something different. Each to their own. So. <laughs> well, to be fair, I've missed Nat so much. Um, oh, thank you. It's yeah, all right, it's lovely, I missed your fucking comments. It's lovely lovely <laughs> to have you back, Nat. It, it has been a while. It's lovely lovely to uh, hear you back on Shout Out. So. Um, are you doing Ooh. any other radio things at the moment, or are you kind of been taking not, a break? No, no I, I took a full break from it all. And I have missed it. Yeah, I, I remember, I remember the days when you also Likewise. used to cover the country show, country western show that used to follow us uh, with yes. Phil Lyons. He's uh, now retired from radio too. So, yes, you never know. So it might now, be a, now it might be a big comeback. Yeah, oh. these days it's just turning into Steph for FM for for. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, BCFM is in desperate need of a country show. I did. There's just, and I'm sure our twelve stations don't broadcast enough country music. I think they do. I think they broadcast enough you. <laughs> I mean, you run what sixteen times a week at the moment? Is it that? Like that? <laughs> really? Uh, not quite. So any, any any chance to make sure that that Bristolian accent isn't lost by your soul, isn't it? You know. It's Ouch. Like, 
right, my love. Yeah. Hey, don't forget hey. to tell our listeners about oh. Spotify and yes. Google Podcasts. Mm, yes. Um, yeah, some very good news. Um, um, do keep listening on air, of course, because we love it, especially our home station, BCFM. But we're really pleased to say that after years of just being on iTunes, we are now on Spotify and we are also on uh, Google Podcasts as well. So you can find Ooh. us on both of those and subscribe and listen lots. And uh, we love you lots for it. So Can't wait to deep sea dive into Spotify Brilliant. over the last month. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yes. into you. I'm, I'm getting used to Spotify, so the other half's been using it for quite a while. Um, mm. But uh, with the radio, of course, you have to buy the tracks, so I don't tend to listen to yeah. streaming stuff so much. But uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. To do with your age, of course. Well, at least oh, I, I know what episode three is. To be fair, <laughs> Lara, you know, I mean, it's. I had to get one dive was, in now. That was sorry. one of the most classic lines I've ever had in my life. Was when you turned around and went, "What's an MP3?" I was like, "Oh my god, that's just how you make me feel so old." <laughs> well, <laughs> nothing I can do about that. Oh, the Sony Walkman was better. Well, yeah, uh, tapes, I agree. Tapes, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's it. I'm afraid uh, we are out of time again. But we will be back same time, same channels next week. Uh, shout out to the BCFM show for the LGBT plus community, their family, friends and supporters. We love you all. Grab past shows from Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes or shoutitradio.lgbt and our station's Listen Again facilities. Uh, but for now, though, from myself and the rest of the team, there's far too many to mention you all, but say bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.